there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Friday to you. Kissing the weekend. If you want to kiss anything, I guess you can kiss the weekend. <laughs> I'm a big kisser from way back. Hey, well, uh, I've heard things, but I'm, not, I'm leaving them alone. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Hey, got an interesting show today planned. Uh, a lot of things going on in the world. And our president uh, didn't disappoint us when he spoke in, in Brussels uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. You can always count on Joe. He he was in front of the press. They were amazed that he was going to do a press conference. There were about 22 people from the press there. He took six questions and left. And in the course of those six questions, he was asked a, a very important question. Here was his response. Could, if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would be. It would trigger a response in kind, whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross, but we'd make that decision at the time. You heard that. Yes, in he, kind. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. throw a rock at me, I'll throw a rock at you. You throw a bomb at me, I'll throw a bomb at you. You use chemicals, so will I. Oops. That's illegal. International <laughs> treaty is broken right there, Mr. Biden. Oh, you know geez. that his handlers in the in the back room cringed when he said that. Well, he announced that we're giving them another billion dollars. I thought we were like in the hole financially. Well, where do you think the money's coming from? What he should have done when he went over there, in my opinion, is he should have said to both sides, stop it. End this war now. That's what we're here for. We can do this. Let's end this. And let's do it so we both walk off the field with our heads held high. They could end it. And he hasn't done that yet, Bill. He hasn't, he hasn't really... He hasn't really acted as a, a referee. He's kind of encouraged it. Someone asked him, you might have heard this. Someone asked him, the sanctions didn't work. Why do you think more sanctions will, will do anything? And he got angry. He said they weren't expected to work. They were expected to cause pain. Well, that's good. The only people suffering are the population suffering. And that's that, you know, and I feel sorry for the kids. I feel sorry for the moms. You know, men can kind of survive and rough it. I'm not saying that we're tougher than women because we are not, but there are certain needs that have that that they need besides food and water. There are products that they need uh, that they don't get. I don't care what you think about the war, whether you're for it or against it on whether whatever side. It's the human casualties that I worry about because they don't have a, a hand in this. Probably they wouldn't on both sides. They don't want to be in a war, but there is a big agenda going on here. And heck, uh, I mean, I, I, I have stations that I do things for. And one of them, I guess somebody's from the Ukraine going, hey, forget about the war. Women need feminine hygiene products. And uh, I was going, oh, geez. But then I'm going, well, actually, they do. Where are they going to get it? You know, there are things, basic human needs, needs that they yeah. have. So you want to help out, you send toothpaste, toothbrushes, personal hygiene products and things that they can use, probably diapers for babies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and those are the things that you get together as churches and whatnot. And if you get money, you buy them what they need and send it there. Government is trying to pump us up into a war. Ag They're trying to get us psyched into a war. They want us to pick a side, the side that they want, and they want us to, to get behind it. I don't know why, folks. I don't know why all of a sudden 
we're so hot to trot about getting into a war. There are some theories out there which in some ways make sense. Every like 20 or 30 years, we have to have a crisis in the world. We have to have a mm-hmm. war. I mean, think about, let's go back to the Spanish-American War. We had a, the, the main blew up and suddenly we were at, we were at war. Go back to World yeah. War One, the Lusitania sinks and suddenly there's a world war. We go back to World War Two, and we were very reluctant to get into that. So what do they do? They had Pearl Harbor and we were into it. And when they had Pearl Harbor, suddenly the country went from being a pacifistic country to being a rally behind the flag country. Let's go get them. And thousands of good young men died because of it. Absolutely. Well, it's our way of thinning the herd. Mother Nature will thin the herd on the planet. The Mother Nature will do a good job all on her own, taking mm-hmm. care of the population uh, with whatever it has throughout history. And w- what we try to do to affect it, we can't. Look at what we just went through, Bill. We went through a pandemic. Yeah. Some people believe the pandemic was an intentional way of thinning the herd. Well, it was not invented by Mother Nature. It was, uh, well, yeah, there were the rats and whatever, but, or not the rats, but the bats. But we took- <laughs> Rats, bats, whatever. Uh, rodents. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then our, our political rodents got a hold of the real rodents <laughs> right. and engineered them into a, you know, a disease-carrying rodent. And we got the rodent disease. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I went to the Kamala Harris- School of Speeching, uh, Speeching, see? Yeah, I'm a very good speecher. (laughs) You know, I'm going back to bed. I got up at three and I'm going back to bed so my mouth can wake up. Speaking speaking of Carmela Harris, I got to play this for you. She just said this last week. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right, the significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. In the passage of time. (laughs) I think she said it five times. And by the time she said it the last time, there was a look of confusion on the entire audience, like, say what? <laughs> you know, actually, after hearing that, I don't feel quite so stupid. No, I think you're very <laughs> articulate. <laughs> I really do. Um, yesterday, they had the meeting in Brussels. All the different countries were represented. And one of the people who was, who was there was Justin Trudeau, uh, right. fresh off his historic uh, confrontation in Canada with the truckers, which he handled in such a mature and adult fashion. One of the people, a guy named Mislav Kalakusik, a Croatian politician, he really nailed Trudeau publicly. He got up at the podium and he just hammered Justin Trudeau. Unfortunately for us, he did it in Croatian, which means eh, I haven't got the audio. But later in the day, Christine Marguerite Anderson, a German politician, who is serving as an alternate uh, at the European Parliament, she got up and she unloaded on Justin Trudeau, and she did it, fortunately, in English. 
Thank you. It would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a Prime Minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this House at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you. Well, that went over well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think she's going to be invited back to the party. No, she won't be invited no. to the Canadian Christmas party. I'll tell you that much. No, not at all. But I agree with her. I don't think she has a future in uh, in global governance either, because no. I would think that Justin probably falls more in line with uh, some of the bigger members of world governance. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, you've got, to, you've got to know the real money of the world because they're the ones that are going to say that's the one right there and they will give you the money to make sure that you get elected. And if you don't, don't worry about it. They have ways of making those election numbers turn out in favor of you. It's not uh, rigging. It's just fixing. It's amazing how some of these conspiracy theories over the past uh, decade or two have actually kind of come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Isn't that? There's a guy, we talked about this a couple of days ago, and we promised to play the tape earlier, but we got sidetracked with so many other things. But there's a guy named Alex Jones. And Alex Jones has a reputation as being a, a conspiracy theorist. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, he's the one that uh, exposed Bohemian Grove in San Francisco, where we talked about that. It's outside of it. It's a private thing, but only the rich, the very wealthy, and the politically appointed of the world yes. get to go there. Of course, they have certain rituals that they do while they're there, which is interesting. But I mean, they have like a 35 or 40-foot tall carved owl. Yeah. I think they took a redwood or something and they, some very patient artist carved an owl and they dance around it. They light barn fires around it. They sing around it. They chant around it. And these are people who, who lead us in govern government, mm -hmm. people who are presidents, governors, prime ministers. They come from all over the world to be there. Yeah. And they have security like you would not believe you can't get in unless you have a ticket. If you try to get in, they'll they'll escort you from the property or they'll arrest you. Mm -hmm. Or you might end up missing. <laughs> Which is the worst of the three. Yeah. Alex Jones is thought of as being a conspiracy theorist because what happened is he was so vocal about it. He got mm -hmm. a following of people. There's a lot of people to this day who follow his info wars. They tune in. They, they're considered to be conspiracy theorists in general, don't you think? That's a yeah, nice way well, of saying uh, it. Others would call them nuts. We're being called uh, conspirators, <laughs> too. Probably. And, probably. you know, uh, yeah, and we do have a, a new follower, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, yeah, if she's listening today, hey to her because she follows yes. us now. So Alex Jones in 2003 
did a video. And in the video, he, he talked about something which was really strange and preposterous, which people laughed at. They laughed at it. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Called the New World Order. Oh, yeah. And I have to tell you, in 2003, I would have laughed at it. In 2010, I probably would have laughed at it, too. Here's what he said. Hello, I'm Alex Jones, and I'm a syndicated radio and television host based in Austin, Texas. And for many years, I've been exposing the criminal activities of the global elite, also known as the New World Order. I remember five years ago being on the radio and reading UN documents on the air that were public and having callers call in and say, there is no New World Order. The news said so. They said dangerous people talk about it. And I'd say, excuse me, there's a World Bank. There's a world court. Uh, you don't have juries. You can't face your accusers. This is run by a group of elite families. They're the shareholders of XYZ Bank. Well, people don't call my syndicated show anymore and disagree with that fact because now in the news they admit, yes, there's a world government. Yes, there's a new world order. So let's look at the new world order and what it has in store for you and your family. And I assure you, my friends, it is nothing less than total enslavement. We'll look at the type of cashless society control grid they're putting in, the destruction of the Bill of Rights and Constitution in America, the disarmament of the people, the end of national sovereignty, the militarization of police, and yes, the concentration camps that are a fact, not rumor, but fact. The documentation begins, the rumors end right here on this show today. All right, that's Alex Jones in 2003. And everyone mm -hmm. thought, he's, he's crazy. The guy's nuts. Actually, that, that had been talked about, because you know me in the past and a station I programmed, and we had a talk show on it. And we were talking about that stuff back in 1994, and he talked about it before, too. It just started coming to light in the OOs, but it was big with the boy Clintons and the Bilderbergers and all of that. Look it up. Well, people say, that's ridiculous, folks. No one's talking about that today. Well, they are. This is Joe Biden last week. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy not just the world economy in the world, it occurs every three or four generations. As one of as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. Now that's not the first time that Joe Biden has promoted a new world order. No, it's sadly not. And people will say, well, that's, that's really the exception. That's not the rule. Who else would have said that? Have you got a few minutes, Bill? Yeah, I got plenty of time. I want to play something for you. This is a montage of people throughout the last 40 years or so, leaders of the world, talking about the new world order. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. And the hope that each of us has 
to build a new world order. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again. Before they do, let us reorder this world around us. So that the problem of the Bush presidency will be the emergence of a new international order. Within the next four years, we will see the emergence of a new international the order. The beginning of a new international order. But today, with Asia already outproducing Europe, India and China are clearly becoming part of our new order. So, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, a new world is emerging. It is a new world order with significantly different and radically new challenges. I think its task will be to develop an overall strategy for America in this period when really a new world order can be created. It's a great opportunity. It isn't such a crisis. That this crisis in the way that has developed will require some kind of a world government. Good evening, everybody. President Obama and British Prime Minister Gordon today calling for a new world order to tackle our global economic crisis. And the president outlined his vision of a new world order in which the U.S. would participate fully. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. So I see a world order in the future with a multipolar uh, world order. I think a new world order is emerging, and with it the foundations of a new and progressive era of international cooperation. We have resolved that from today we will together manage the process of globalization to secure responsibility from all and fairness to all. And one of the ways it will drive the change is through global governance and global agreements. But in a globalized economy, we are going to have to take global responsibilities. And there going to, is going to have to be some semblance of global governance. Never before has a new world order had to be assembled from so many different perceptions or on so global a scale. Nor has any previous order had to combine the attributes of the historic balance of power system with global democratic opinion and the exploding technology of the contemporary period. There also exists an extraordinary opportunity to form for the first time in history a truly global society. Well, during the, during the conflict with Saddam Hussein, which he handled so superbly in, in a short-term sense, but he kept talking about a new world order. Uh, and, and, and then President Bush, at the end of, the, of that war, promised he would give four graduation addresses, four commencement addresses, describing that new world order and what America's role was going to be in it. Turned out he gave one of those addresses and canceled the other three and talked about something else. That's what, because they weren't ready yet. That in fact, we're all going to have to give up a little bit of our sovereignty in order to make the world work. And I strongly believe India will be a central actor in the new world order. And this present window of opportunity during which a truly peaceful and interdependent world order might be built will not be here for open for too long. Already there are powerful forces at work that threaten to destroy all of our hopes and efforts to erect an enduring structure of global cooperation. Are you optimistic a global system can happen it, from what it, we've heard so far? It, it, it could happen and in fact it's in the works. There you go. You know, I got a lot of things to say about this because it goes way back. You know, we even know that uh, World War I 
was started by the banks of the uh, of the world because it's all about money. But there's obviously more involved. Uh, they've wanted this new world order as long as I've been alive, as long as you've been alive. They haven't been able to pull it off because the will of the people have has not been there. So they keep pushing forward. Now wars have been created for thinning the herd and different reasons. Maybe hate groups have been funded and put together, as we saw uh, going on with BLM and even the LGBTQ uh, movement. I don't care what you think you are, but you're being manipulated and used as an army for the rich and the elite to destroy us and destroy things to get what they want. To divide us. To divide us. Yeah. Absolutely. It's what good. it's all about. And it is working. So how do you stop it? You know what? You pay attention and figure it out. What's interesting is the number of uh, the people who were on that, uh, that audio cut. John Kerry, familiar voice. But there was Stephen Harper, the former prime minister of Canada. And Paul Martin, former prime minister of Canada. Al Gore. You might have recognized Al Gore's mm -hmm. voice there. Henry Kissinger was in there a few times because he's a big proponent mm -hmm. of new world order and has been for most of his, most of his life. David Gergen was there. He was a, an advisor right. to the president, uh, president Bush and president Clinton. I used to wonder how can he be on both sides of the street? Maybe it wasn't his political party, which was the deciding factor in that, uh, in that decision. But the last two people on that tape, the second to the last was David Rockefeller. And you mentioned banks mm -hmm. and their, their role in this whole new world order. And David Rockefeller sounded a little upset because he, he was concerned that there were other people who were fighting against their implementation of this new world order. He said that, yeah. but the last cut bill was George Soros who said, yes, it's the plan, and it's actually in the works as we speak. Well, you know, as proof, and you, and you got the Rothschilds in there, too, with the money, that you asked a question, where is all this money coming from? We're trillions of dollars in debt. Let's just explain one thing real quick. Number one, money is not backed by anything. It's useless paper, but it's provided by these these real oligarchs, the real money of the world, the Soros, the Rockefellers, the, the Rothschilds, and they're giving you a piece of paper to make them work for them, and they're putting their value to it. Now, to further uh, that thought, uh, you go, well, you know what, uh, Washington, D.C., that's a corporation. It's not American soil, friends. It's a corporation. Uh, you've got the Federal Reserve, you know. City uh, of London. The city of London, Bill. Same incorporated. Thing. It's incorporated. Yeah. And it's run and owned by those money people. And they have their own militia or army. They have their own set of laws and rules that aren't governed by us. Uh, when we go to the Fed, they raise the, the rate and everything. We live in a pretend economy. And now the people that say that they have all this wealth and control everything, they're calling the shots. You know, they're, they're tightening the noose on us. And what's the key thing about these people is these people who are doing that, who are controlling this whole 
backroom decision making, they are unelected. They are unelected. And what they don't want is a represented democracy. They don't want a republic. They don't want you having a say in what happens in the world. They want complete and absolute control of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's even being represented in film. Uh, I'm a Star Trek fan. Now, mm -hmm. I've watched Discovery, that new version, and it went kind of south because I don't like being uh, things being imposed upon me that uh, everybody in the future that's white uh, happens to be gay or dumb. Um, and they, they, they just go on and on and on with this. Yeah. Do I think there are gay people? Yes, I do. Uh, do I think that there are black leaders? Obviously so, but don't sit there and manipulate the numbers to where they're out of whack. And of course, so what's her name down in Georgia? She lost. Oh, Stacey Abrams. Yes. Stacey you, mean, Abrams. you mean the president of the, of the universe? Yes. In, in the finale of the season, they, they do everything and they have yeah. this, this woke thing where they, they do a thing where the guy that does something wrong to say, you know, save the universe, which would end up destroying the universe. He committed several crimes, but he gets to be uh, a person of goodwill and not be, have to pay for his debt because um, reasons matter. He had good intentions, yeah. reasons matter. And then of course, Stacey Abrams is the president of the universe <laughs> one world order there you go yeah. so, she, you know. she couldn't make governor of georgia but she did get a consolation prize she is the president of the universe and there you, you know, go. how does that how does that affect people in their voting when she's running again you know they take these candidates that didn't win in an election well let's take the power of the media so if you think media is not owned well, it is it. yeah you Take know, it from and, two guys who worked in it. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I mean, I even heard Mark Levin getting mad at Disney because how they've crossed the line. And he goes, well, I don't think Universal's done it yet. Well, Mr. Levin. Hello. Uh, yeah. You really, you, you're, you're like me. You don't watch a lot of TV, but I do pay attention. And the reason I don't watch a lot of TV anymore is because it has been corrupted and I don't want to see the crap that they are throwing down our throat. You know, and it's interesting, Bill. People are going to alternate forms of entertainment. Mm -hmm. They are making web series. For, you'll find them on YouTube. You'll, it, that won't last very long. You can't get very political on YouTube. But you'll also find them on Rumble and Vimeo and some of the other sites. There are other, there are other forms of uh, entertainment out there. As a matter of fact, I think you're doing a... You're doing a part in a movie this uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you're yeah, doing a part yeah. in a movie this weekend. Yeah, and it's it's, part, a, it, it's on a web, yeah, I, web series, right? Yeah, I play a uh, I play a lawyer for some people that well, there's, a, there's acting right there. Yeah, I'm gonna that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I I play a, a lawyer for bad guys. Um <laughs> well that's not too much of a and, stress, uh, maybe. but 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 the good news is because he's a bad guy, he uh -huh. does get in the final scene. He does. He does get plugged. Now, so, don't get too overly dramatic in that scene. You, you yeah, don't want to stagger oh, around the room oh, with your oh, hand on the oh, chest. Oh, my hand up. <laughs> yes, I'm not, yes. I'm yeah, not you fall down. No. When you fall down, you go. I'm still here. No, 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 no. You got no, 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 no. You know, I have experience in dying. That's a whole different thing. But <laughs> I wanted to throw two things at you, and I'll do it quickly. Well, Trump suing Hillary over I the saw 2016. 
uh, Russian uh, collusion story. Yes, you got it too. We'll just mention that and the other yep. people involved. I don't know how it's going to go because we know who controls the courts. Yes. So you've got that. Uh, we know that robotics have been around. You're going, well, why, why would we replace people and kill off the population? They actually have what we would think was not possible. Uh, Five know, years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, if you if you remember the Terminator and how Arnold looked and, and then when the skin came off, he was a robot. Imagine a more advanced mechanical skeleton like that. Uh, Jay Ling is one of them from China. You can look her up and she's all robot from the neck down because they didn't put skin on her, but she's skin from the neck up with the hair and the eyes. You ask her a question and she will answer it and very humanistically. And the voice is very human and wow. she can think, she gets to know you, she remembers, she computes billions of information uh, a second. And imagine you're going, well, they'll always need workers. No. You look around your house and you have AI everywhere now. Some people use uh, Alexa. Alexa, what time is it? It's 1.10 p.m. Thank you. You are so very welcome. Yeah, you remember, um, what was it, uh, a year ago? Uh, you heard it and a couple of our, my friends. I, I, I produced a piece of audio. It was long and it was dark. And it was about the pandemic. And I actually threw in there. Uh, about the oligarchs of the world, uh, the, uh, uh, the the rich, and that when they didn't need us anymore, you know, and I did that and everyone said, well, that's good, but it's it's dark. That was a year ago I did that. And today it is freaking reality. Well, look at, they're talking about the breadbasket of the world being the Ukraine and they're thinking about dropping a nuke. If they drop a nuke, we'll have people starving to death for, for decades in, in, in Europe, and it will affect us. They're talking about a food shortage here in the United States. And think about this. I leave you with this. Bill Gates, he owns a lot of our farmland right now. Oh, he's buying it up. He and Zuckerberg are buying it up, too. All these guys that Why? have this money. They're not farmers. No, but they uh, are going to be the, you know, the United States was based on people that ruled were landowners. You had to be a landowner. And that that that's the key. So there you go, right there. You know, people. Well, saying, now I yeah. feel really depressed. <laughs> well, here's I'm another go thought cry. for you. What? Here's another thought for you. You know, people always sit there and say, you know, my New Year's resolution is to get my act together. I got to get my stuff together. Well, you know what? Let's see if the world's going to be here tomorrow. See if I might just be wasting my time getting my act together. It might not be <laughs> worth the effort. <laughs> Maybe I should go get some pizza and some beer. <laughs> there you go. You know, that's my I mean, diet. Yeah, you know what? If it's gonna blow up, let's have a beer and watch it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, buddy, rah, you have rah, a good day. Rah, rah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a good day, all right? See ya. Bye.